I don't know. I don't like how it looks, but I like how it feels. And we're live. Oh, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Backpage News Show presented by Down of the Wire. I'm Jacob Bracco. I'm co-host John Balser. Behind the cams, we got fact guy Coleman on the keys. Wow, I love facts. <laughs> wow. Facts. Big fact guy. Facts, 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 facts. Big facts. Uh, they're, they're coming today. We got a lot of big facts in this episode. Yeah. Part nope. two coming at you. No printers, all facts. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Right on. A little, little 90s reference. I like that. I like that. Well, no, I mean, we're going back. We're none going of back. our young audience got that, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to continue here with part two. Um, just to catch you up on the whole magic mushroom story we've been talking about. Um, you know, there's this epicenter in Mexico. Oaxaca is the region where mushrooms are, you know, very prominent. A lot of mm-hmm. tourists go there to this day to partake in these uh, mushroom ceremonies. The matriarch of magic mushrooms is this lead shaman who's a legend in Mexico. Her name is Maria Sabina, and she let the white man in. And the white man, a.k.a. Gordon Wasson, came in, exposed the town secrets, and that's where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. Cultural appropriation. White guys are just so good at it. They do it like without even knowing it. It's right? just effortless. I, I don't understand like how it just happens so fast. Yeah, it's just always in mid-season form. And it like you blink boom. and you just look over and boom, it's happening. Say <laughs> lovey. Hey, what are you doing? I don't know, man. I was just in Montreal, really, you know, embrace the French culture over there. What the hell are you doing? I just started watching the Sopranos, man. Yeah. Oh, See what? What, like, what the fuck are we doing, man? This is what I mean. It's it, too. It's too fucking easy. Mom, I, I'm doing cultural appropriation again. <sighs> Why are we so good at it? It doesn't. It's in our blood. It's in our blood. <laughs> really got to stop doing that. It's just. It happens so fast. Anyways, um, yeah. So this is the late '50s, around the year '57, '58, when the article was published, mm-hmm. and he leaked all the secrets. Now, as we roll into the 60s, word spreads, all these hippies and the counterculture movement in America, they want to go down south and they want to partake. And this is where the Nixon administration gets involved. Yeah. So everyone knows the 60s in America, either an awesome or a terrible time, depending on who you ask. But um, yeah, freedom of uh, just expression, drugs, have sex with each other, grow your pubes out, everything like that. All the good stuff, right? Yeah. And Nixon's not having any part of that. He's like, women should be hairless and men should be clean. <laughs> that's exactly, that was his whole thing, I think. <laughs> Boiled down to a nutshell, that's what Nixon thought about the 60s. So he starts pressuring Mexico and he's like, yo, too many of my residents, my stinky hippie residents are going to Mexico and they're eating your damn mushrooms. Yeah, I want my stinky hippies back. Yeah, I want them to be. I want so my stinky hippies. Yeah. <laughs> if they're there, I can't spray them with fire hoses at protests. You know, like it just. How else are you gonna clean them up? Ex- <laughs> just spray their skin right off. Oh, dude. <laughs> Anyway, so he puts pressure on Mexico to like start policing uh, Huautla de Jimenez and uh, most of the Oaxaca state. And so they start shutting down roads into Huautla and there's police roaming the streets. And now as vans of hippies arrive, as they've been doing for the past couple of years to embark on this spiritual journey with people like Maria Sabina, there's cops, federales waiting there, just turning them around and sending them back to where they came from. Yeah. 
a lot of people dressing up like how we did just now. Yeah, exactly. Trying to sneak in. Probably <laughs> <laughs> taking some mushroom trips. <laughs> a lot of blonde hair, blue eyed guys in uh, sombreros and ponchos they bought around the border to make it into there. Hola, amigo. <laughs> <laughs> Putting their ninth grade Spanish to the test. <laughs> Dose mushrooms, por favor. <laughs> I don't know. Something's off about this guy. <laughs> His mustache keeps <laughs> falling off a little bit. What's funny to note, though, is um, in the, one of the articles I read up, a lot of the uh, Mexican people in these villages at the time, the people that did trickle in, these American hippies that did trickle in, they said they were annoyed with them because they couldn't tell who was who. They were like, you had men with long hair, women wearing pants. They're like, who's the men? Who's the woman? What's going on? Like, they didn't understand. Dirty hippies, man. Yeah. What a time to be alive. I would have <laughs> loved the 60s. I know it. Um, But uh, it, it is also worth noting there is, like, more government pressure coming from this because Wasson was funded by the MK Ultra um, project, which is insane because the MK Ultra project was a um, project where the CIA was testing drugs on criminals to see what they could use and would be effective to use in interrogation. So it was like mind-altering drugs that they could use to weaken their opponents in uh, interrogations. So Yo. they, these are the people that are That's funding, crazy. right? Like, come on, this yeah. guy. A little bit more history. There were some Marines captured in Vietnam and they were um, filmed denouncing the United States and like being pro-communism and stuff. And the CIA was like, well, there's no way they would do that under normal pressure the Vietnamese and the Soviets must have mind control. And so the CIA freaked out and were like, we need to get our own mind control. Let's start testing LSD, any any kind of psychedelic we can on just the random American population. Let's fund all these scientists and researchers to see who can bring us mind control. Do you know what's hilarious, though, is that America was like forcing people to go fight in a war that didn't really matter all that much to America. And then they're like, when they're like, man, fuck america they just made us go watch our friends die and like just fight in the jungles of vietnam and then they're like fuck america they're like has to be mind control i don't know but they're just sending like 18 year olds over there to just die kind of fucked up very fucked up very it's <laughs> a good fact coleman yeah that's yeah, a good one damn yeah. yeah although this runs deep man this runs deep yeah. it's crazy because like that's who's funding Watson. so as pure as this guy's intentions were you know maria i'm not gonna release your name of course five years later he does and now they have an influx of just either government or hippies coming to just take over their town essentially so the fallout of gordon wasson's lie his promise to not leak maria sabina's name what she does you know this whole tradition the magic mushroom culture down in mexico he does it anyways classic hot man Mm -hmm. And the fallout of this now is we have what we were just talking about. The 60s is influx of just Americans coming in and the locals hate it. Mm -hmm. They hate it so much to the point where they start That's all, folks. They start ostracizing Marina Sabina. They start Maria Sabina. They start. <laughs> Marina Sabina sounds like a great restaurant, though. It I'm does. I'm not going to lie. A good seafood joint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go there for your birthday. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice one. <laughs> Um, so they start ostracizing her. They burn her house down. Mm -hmm. Murder her son. Allegedly. No, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. They allegedly burned her house down. Definitely killed her son. Yeah. And dude, she, towards her death, admitted that she regrets ever leaking the Vidalis. 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 <laughs> culture and rituals to the gringos. 
I think that's the craziest thing is like, I feel like every person who's being colonized on their deathbed, they're just like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, man, god damn it. I fucking knew it, man. He had eight notebooks. He had eight notebooks and a camera. Why do you need a photographer? <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, she had a very tumultuous end to her life, but she passed in. <laughs> you said that too quickly. Yeah, that's that's way too quickly. <laughs> anyways, yes, she did. But so she died at the age of ninety-one in nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, and she was hated up until her death, and then the second she died, she was rejoiced, which yeah. is crazy because this is just like something we see all the time in history. Yeah, you don't celebrate people till they die. Yeah, just, you, you always say it's uh, dying's the best business decision you can make. 100%. So who's it going to be, boys? Think about who's, it. Who's going to send this company if to I the If I stars? die, this company will skyrocket. Yeah, it will. If you guys throw my face on a t-shirt, we're selling it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like Elvis, like Elvis's manager had like the I heart Elvis's, uh, I heart Elvis, uh, like, uh, merchandise, but mm-hmm. he was also producing the I Hate Elvis merchandise. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. if anyone's going to profit off, it's going to be me. Yeah. So they started rejoicing her after her death and to the point of like gift shops are selling stuff with her name, image, likeness on it, her face on t-shirts, her face on murals. A cab company has her face and like mushrooms on their doors of their car. There's restaurants that use her name and their titling and they're profiting off of this and everyone's profiting off of it None of the money is going to her family. Even the government's profiting off of it. The government has commissioned murals in all town, all across these mushroom towns in Mexico because it's not just Hualta de Jimenez. There's hundreds, over a hundred other other uh, mushroom towns, and mm-hmm. everyone's profiting off of it except her. Fucked up. It's kind of like it makes me think of like you know you ever been down south or like go to Jamaica? Like how much of Bob Marley's everywhere? Obviously, he wasn't like hated. Like at any right. real any point of his life, but like Bob Marley just used to sell like anything yeah. in Jamaica, Che Guevara in Cuba, yeah. insane. And the thing is, is like locals in the town to this day still hate what she did mm-hmm. because it's still a tourist attraction to this day. Our flight's already booked. We're gonna go down check it out. <laughs> but at the same time, I read it up, and fifty percent of the people in this town, their jobs are related to the mushroom industry and the economy. There's booming. There's other kids, not kids, people that obviously used to be kids saying that when they were younger, they were so adults. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the dictionary definition of adult. It's like a house that's being lived in like a pre-abandoned house, you know? <laughs> but adults now are saying when they were kids, they used to have nothing. And now they have everything. The economy is booming there because of the mushroom industry. And even when she was alive, people were profiting off of her. You know what I mean? Like it's a staggering fact. 15% of the population of this town is employed in some mushroom-related endeavor. Yeah. 50% of, like, I think it's 700 people. So I don't know what the other 350 people do, but... That's a good question. I what Regular do you, town stuff. Regular town stuff. Yeah. Street cleaning, you know, yeah. take the garbage out. The wheelbarrow rides. The wheelbarrow rides. <laughs> <you know what? laughs> <laughs> yeah, the taxi drivers. Actually, no, that's related to the mushroom that's industry. mushy still, yeah, yeah. I guess. It's crazy. Everything, man. So, yeah, it's kind of like this weird mix of like, is it good? Is it bad that it got leaked? Because, you know, the economy's doing great, but that's what they don't want is this whole capitalistic mentality. Mm-hmm. And what they wanted was just to be kept as like an indigenous ritual. This is our thing. 
Yeah. Let's keep it within our culture. So we're not going to abuse it. Because why locals are also pissed is because all these dirty hippies that are still coming to this day. Yeah. I say that as if I'm a dirty hippie. <laughs> as if dirty hippies are going to be offended by this. As if hippies are even clean. You know what I mean? Like, I, think you can just, I think you can just say hippies. But all, these, all, these, all these tourists are coming in still. Mm. And the reason why locals hate these tourists is because they're coming in treating it like a drug. Not like a ritual. And they're also bringing other drugs and selling these drugs to locals. So people weren't exposed in these towns to like, I don't know what they're selling, whether it's cocaine, heroin, meth. Name more drugs. Weed. Okay. Smack. That's just heroin again. I know. Yeah. Horse. Charlie. That's all just heroin. (laughs) You know, they're just selling other harder drugs. And now that's the issue is that people in this town are now conflicted because now they're like, Oh, wait, are these magic mushrooms a drug? We never thought they were a drug. We just thought they were a rite of passage, but now it seems like a gateway. So people are just feeling fucked up in the head and they don't know how to feel about it anymore. The other issue is as well is like foreigners are coming in. Like this is is crazy is that foreigners are coming into this town buying property and are now capitalizing off of the like ceremonies these mushrooms the spirituality of this place like there's a there's a vice story i believe that centers around an australian white man with dreadlocks dirty hippie um and he runs like a hostel there and he sells mushrooms to just locals who come far and wide and he's being threatened with like a machete wielding like by a machete wielding resident of the town because they're like get out of here you dirty hippie if people, I don't know, if you look it up on YouTube, there's tons of vlogs. If you look up Oaxaca or Huerta de Jimenez or other towns that are mm-hmm. these magic mushroom towns, there's 111 magic mushroom towns in Mexico. There's just vloggers just vlogging them tripping balls in these different cities or towns. So it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? But it's making the town go round. It's kind of a catch-22. Yeah. You know? So I personally think it's a good thing. Yeah, people in the town are thriving like this. You know, this girl's story was pretty touching. It's like I didn't have shoes on my feet when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and now I have everything. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, if I understand the like issue of like the spirituality and like the sacredness of it kind of being exposed. But I mean, like. Teach a man to fish. Exactly. It's just capitalism. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense here, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a trap that people can fall into when they tell stories like this, where it's like there's this untouched civilization, mm-hmm. no contact with the Western world, and then all of the sudden it's exploded. But that's not really true. Like these people also have are living in the same time as we are. Yeah. It just happens to be that you know 50 years ago there was a new economy introduced and yeah now they now they have 15 the to 20,000 tourists come every year yeah and they have clothes that's crazy a town of 700 people sees 15 to 20,000 tourists a year you're like the minority at that point which is why i feel like it'd be weird yeah oh yeah no doubt yeah that's also another thing that um some of the stories were were pointing out when there was a sort of hiatus of the tourism industry when the um, Mexican government were no in the in the seventies, but maybe also, <laughs> but in the seventies when the Mexican government was like no more, this is too much. It actually um, some people attribute that to like the growth that we see now because in the sixties it would have been really heavy. There are other sort of spiritual hotspots mm. in quotes um, in India and Southeast Asia that were really completely destroyed by capitalism in those days because the demand was just so high by in the counterculture. Whereas now it's sort of a little bit more tame. It's a, it's a smaller subsection of the population that comes. So it's a little bit more sustainable. Mm. 
um so that's an interesting consideration um did, did eat pray the infrastructure love? is sort of like it, it built up a little bit more slowly so it didn't end up completely destroying um these towns which yeah. i think is a good thing was it eat pray love that destroyed india <laughs> Is that book not set in, in India? You say in Oaxaca got Eat, Pray, Loved? I might have gotten Eat, Pray, Loved, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it on that note. If you guys enjoyed this story, let us know in the comments. If there's anything you think we missed or you want us to expand on, maybe we'll do a part three and four. Who knows? We can expand mm -hmm. on it. There's other psychedelic trip, towns maybe. around the world we can talk about. So um, let us know what you think about this story. If you have any story recommendations, things that you know that are interesting that people aren't really talking about they're on the back page and use type of beat let us know drop it in the comments hit us up in the dms at dtw studios on ig mm -hmm. um yeah we'll catch you guys next week with some more back page news thanks for stopping by folks